0: Uh, didn't the priest team do a great job? Okay. And we are so thankful for them. And you recognize these guys have been doing it for years. Many of them have been doing this for years. Okay, and we thank God for them. They're great. But listen, if you can play an instrument, if you can play bass guitar, if you can play drum, you can play keyboards, or you just want to learn to do it. Please speak to Scott Nickel, because we believe that there's more people who need to be recently involved. Okay, but if you're willing, you've just got something in you, you can play it, and we don't know, or you'd like to learn to play it, Scott can teach you anything about any instrument in all the planet. Okay, so please, we I mean that. Don't be shy, and if God's gifted you, I've got something within you, please speak to Scott, would you, about that? Okay. Now, don't, if you like to sing, I don't know if you can make you sing, but if you can play an instrument, okay, I would like to have be been in the team for singing, but that's not going to happen, okay. We had a great night last night, we really did, and one of the things we did was, on a carry as she stepped aside from leading kids ministry over the past year. But also, somebody who couldn't make it last night is Alice McClung, who led the stewarding team for a number of years and she stepped aside from that. She's just here. Okay. Just having a can kind you of domestic with my son. <laughs> and she stepped aside and passed the baton on to Heather. And we just think it'd be good this to small and to honour Ellis. I saw her earlier. She was here. Yes, she is. Yeah, so I think she led it. Whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait, do it properly. If we're going to do it, we we'll do it properly. She led the shoot and, and with a lot of grace and give. She comes from giving. Now she's not given up. She's involved in other things, the PVG, the disclosure, which is massive. She does that. She's involved in trust uh, trustee, but she led the shoot, and some of the other shoots are hard work. Okay, okay, and she done it gra- graciously and very effectively and efficiently, and church wouldn't happened as well unless the stewards were organized and done it, it as a massive job. And she just felt it was time to move on to something else and pass over to her. But because she wasn't here last night, we thought it'd be nice this morning if we just honored Ellis McClung and asked her to come out. If the stars made to so alive, I can see you I I would just like to say that the job was made much easier because of the team that had. That without these people who are willing, who are smiling and doing their job, not because they have to, just because that's how they enjoy it. It's a great job. It's not just standing at the door on a Sunday. There's a lot more involved, but... Without them, it wouldn't have been a success, and it still is, and I'm sure Heather's getting the same support. And thank you very much, everybody, and thanks very much for this as well. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. It's great to have great people around, doesn't it, who just do the job well. They don't look for honor. They don't look for reward. But we do it. They do it. Thank you. Today, just a couple of quick things. Um, Today, we get the privilege of serving in the streets. If you are involved in that, okay, don't go up there for your tea. Go through there for you. There'll be tea ready for you. David wants to meet with us for about five minutes. We need to be there for half twelve in place, and if we're going to do this properly with excellence, with the right heart, and attitude, we need to be there for half twelve, okay? The good news is that means I'm not speaking for that long this morning, okay? Okay, well, laugh is better than applause. It, it, was, a, it was almost like a disbelieving laugh that I don't believe you, you'll still speak for ages, okay? Um, so please, straight through there. If you're doing that, there will be tea up there for those who are not. You're welcome to stay behind. And if you have not please excuse some of us from rushing away today. It is a big day. and am I'm impressed my privilege to be involved in it. And also, this Thursday night, if you can be here, let's make it just a fun time decorating the place and getting stuff ready for a, our a neighbours. It's going to be a great, fun night. Mince pies will be provided, don't know who buy, but they'll be provided by somebody. Okay, if you can be here for half six, I'd be better, seven o'clock, kick off, if you can be here for half six, that'd be great. Okay, Christmas is nearly coming. It's not quite December, but it's nearly upon us. Yeah, okay. I just took my tree down last week, but anyway, it's time to go. again. I'm reading from Psalm 138. Actually, David shared devotion from this at the early meeting and stole some of my stuff okay so if you were at that meeting just forget everything that you ever heard this morning David Samuel David I give you thanks O Lord with all my heart I will sing your praises before the gods I bow before your holy temple as I worship I praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness for your promises are backed by all the honor of your name As soon as I pray, you answer me. You encourage me by giving me strength. Every king in all the earth will thank you, Lord, for all of them will hear your words. Yes, they will sing about the Lord's ways, for the glory of the Lord is very great. Though the Lord is great, he cares for the humble, but keeps his distance from the proud. Though I am surrounded by troubles, you will protect me from the anger of my enemies. You reach out your hand and the power of your right hand saves me. The Lord will work out his plans for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, and just forever. Don't abandon me, for you made me. Psalm of David, again, this is today's reading for the Bible reading. If you've been doing the readings, or focus in November on the Psalms and thankfulness and an attitude of thankfulness. And this was a Psalm of David. It's last week I spoke from the reading for today. I'm speaking again from today's reading because it's good not just to read it, but just to look a little bit about what, behind it and we want an attitude of thanksgiving. Attitude is everything and uh, we need an attitude and want an attitude of thanksgiving. And in everything that we do, our attitude comes across in what we're doing. It really does. And it's even today as we go in the streets of Presswick. I trust that our attitude is that we get to do this. If you have an attitude of oh, we have to do this. Two options. You've got 20 minutes to change your attitude or change your plans for the afternoon. That might affect David's rotors, but that's his problem, not my problem. Okay. It's better if you just change your attitude. Okay? Because if you're going with an attitude, oh no, we're doing this, that'll come across. It really does. So please, I know that sounds hard and serious. But I want us to go with an attitude that we get to serve the people of today. To if our purpose is to reach, inspire, serve and equip, we do it with an attitude of, wow, we get the privilege of doing this. So that's not a good place to get you on my side to start with. I appreciate that. Okay. So in order to get you on my side, I don't know if you will. Get on my side. However, one with God's the majority. I've got the Lord on my side, on my side. Five reasons to be thankful quickly from this Psalms. First of all, for his promises. There is. Psalmist says, I give you thanks, O Lord, with all my heart, your promises, for your promises which are backed by all the honor of your name. Isn't that great? You know, when someone gives you a promise, when somebody gives you a promise, and you can be excited and filled with hope and, uh, and really looking forward to that promise, whatever that Maybe, but you know, the hope and the excitement and the confidence is not just about the promise, but the person that gives you. Somebody can give you a promise to give you, buy a, a, a Caribbean cruise or whatever, a world cruise or a ticket to an event or just to meet with you or to give you something or to do something for you. Someone could give you that kind of promise and it could be a good promise, it could be an excited promise, it could be any kind of promise, but the, really the value of the uh, the credibility of that, it's not just a promise, but really who gives you that promise. And two factors really to take into account, when somebody provides you something like i am buy a world cruise in the Caribbean, for instance, two things. First of all, has that person got the capability to fulfill that promise? And secondly, have they got not just the wherewithal or the ability, but have they got the, the character the integrity, the, the the credibility, the track record, the honesty of being able to do what they said they would do. And your promise and the worth of the promise that you've given is basically based on those two things. And for yourself, this morning, let me just encourage you, as far as God is concerned, and particularly those who have got a promise from God which is still waiting to be fulfilled. I want to encourage you in two matters, obviously. First of all, God's got the ability to fulfill His promise. Whatever that promise is to you, He's capable. He's got the capacity. He's got the wherewithal. He's got the resources. He is the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, all-sufficient, creator, creator of the universe, who spoke planets into being. He's the one who took us from the dirt and made mankind. He's the one to whom the Bible says nothing is impossible. Read it in Mark's gospel. You're the God to whom nothing is impossible. So no matter what your promise is, no matter what promise you're holding out to God for. I want to tell you this morning, somebody might have given you a promise in the past, but they weren't capable of fulfilling that. I want to tell you, God is capable of fulfilling every promise he's got, but there's nothing too hard for him. There's nothing that he can't provide, can create, can change, can reconcile, can restore, can provide, can sal- bring salvation, can bring healing. There is nothing too difficult for our God. When God says, I'm going to promise you this, You should not have any doubt that our God has the capability to fulfill what he said. He is the way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. That is who he is. So yes, he has the capability. But has he got the character? Has he got the integrity to back up? Yes, you can do it. But will you do it? What is your track record? Listen, this is what the Bible says about my God in Numbers chapter twenty. Seven, it says, God is not a man, a 23 so that he should lie, or the Son of Man, that he should change his mind. 2 Corinthians says, no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. This was Solomon's testimony. In 1 Kings chapter uh, 8, verse 56, it says, praise be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel just as he promised, not one word has failed of all that God has promised. He's given the promises he gave to his servant Moses. Solomon said, This is my testimony, this is my character reference of the God who promises. It says that not one word that he has promised has not been fulfilled, Joshua on his basically dying uh, deathbed, or just before he died, speaking to God's people, said this, it's in Joshua chapter 23, and he starts off with this, uh, verse 14, deep in your hearts, basically saying, you guys, I know you grumble a lot, I know you moan a lot, I know you have things have worked out the way that you'd hoped they'd work out, things maybe have not been all plain sailing, I know you really were all excited about what God was doing, but you went through stuff, and it's been hard, and there's been battles, and there's been stuff that you didn't want to get through. And sometimes you've just felt that this God's no here with me anymore. He's talking to a group like that, and he's saying, and you've grumbled, and you moaned, and you complained, and all that kind of stuff. But then he says this: deep in your hearts, deep in your hearts, you know that every promise of the Lord your God has come true. Not a single one has failed. Isn't that great? Even though you have maybe moaned and it's not been as great as you thought and there's been problems you didn't think you have, Listen, guys, he says, just think about it for a minute. Right down in the depths of your being, no matter how much you've moaned or complained or fought or this, you know that you know that you know that not one promise of God has failed. His character references, I'm 100% accurate. I'm 100% successful and the promises I've given. I am a God, not only a God who's capable, but a God whose character says, I will do what I said I will do. And today, we thank God for the promises of God who will do what he says he will do and can do and will do what he says. That's why I love the line of the song that we sing. It says, I will walk in your word over me. What a line that is. I will walk in your word over me. Do you know what? Because my circumstances change. My feelings change. But God, you're a God of your promise. You're a God who's faithful. And I can walk in your word over me knowing that you will fulfill your word over my life. And that's why I love the songs we sing, like "Best Song of the Year." All my life, you have been faithful. All my life, all my life, you've been faithful. You've said it, and you've done it. And we voted last night as the song of the year, "The Goodness of God." Just let me say, if you didn't vote that as the best song of the year, you need to make an appointment with me because I'm concerned about your spirituality and where you are in God. Okay. All my life, you've been faithful. We thank Him for His promises. Thank Him for His presence. Seem seemed to say 20 minutes. I didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking, Kira. I'm just joking. <laughs> thank Him for His presence. It says here, He cares for the humble, but He keeps His distance from the proud. Thank God. Humility just comes and say God, it's, it's you and not us. Even for those as David Shadella who got an award last night, recognise it's not about you, it's about God. He gets the glory, he gets the honour. And humility is basically pride is saying, I don't need you, God, I can do this, I, I'm on my own. And God says, Okay, on you go and do it your own. That's what it says here. He resists the proud, gives grace to the humble, but it says here he keeps his distance from the humble from the proud. But thank God for his presence when we come with a adoration in hearts and say, God, it's all about you. Uh, Matt Redmond wrote a song once and it says, you are God in heaven and here am I on earth. So I'll let my words be few. Great lines. I said, you're God, I, I, I'm, I'm here. Why am I doing the talking? God, I'm in awe of you. If we keep that, the Bible says he keeps his presence, his presence and thank God for his presence. In our lives, we'll skip over some of this stuff. But we need to keep ourselves in humility. The Bible is full of humility and us staying humble. And there's a lot of verses that I've not really got time to get into. But as we keep ourselves humble and keep ourselves right with God and let the pride go, someday, the ego, somebody once says, edging God out, God resists and says, well, okay. But He draws near to those who are humble of heart and spirit. Thank God for his presence, which makes a difference. Point three, thank him for his protection. Though I'm surrounded by troubles, you will protect me from the anger of my enemies. Love Psalm 91 says in your translation, says the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect them, those who trust in my name. St. Thessalonians, the Lord is my strength. He will strengthen me and he will protect me from the evil one. Thank God for his protection over our lives. Three things I just want to share briefly on that as I run through this. We're thanking God for his promises, thank him for his presence, but thank him for his protection. First of all, and please hear this correctly. You know, sometimes we can take ourselves out of the protection of God when we're doing our own thing. Okay. Psalm 91 says, those who live dwell in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the mighty. Then it's, He's my refuge then. He's my place of safety. He's my refuge and I trust in Him. It's then that he rescues. It's then that he protects me. He covers me. He strengthens me. He promises my protection. You know, sometimes we just go and do our own thing. And we walk away from God. We take ourselves out of the protection of God. But when you're walking close and you're dwelling in him in the shelter of his almighty and under his wing, he's got protection all over your life. And thank God for his protection. But one don't walk away and take yourself out of the cover the protection. Secondly, his protection doesn't mean you say everyone's rosy in the garden. But as long as you keep walking with him, you know you're going to come through. You'll be okay. I love the story of when Job and God and Job are having a conversation. God, no, God and Satan have a conversation. And God's saying, look at that guy, Job. Okay, he's full of integrity, loves the Lord, fears God, full of integrity, greatest guy on the planet, so to speak. And this is what Satan said to God. Yeah, that's because you have put a wall of protection around him. And basically what he's saying is, Job walks before the Lord, he's got a close relationship with his God. And Satan says to God, and you've got a wall of protection. Okay, think about it. Satan basically saying, I can't touch him because he's walking with you and you've got that wall of protection around him. And he says, Satan says to God, see if you you took that away, I bet he would curse you. I don't think he said I bet you he'd curse you, but that was the (laughs) vernacular of the day, he will curse you. And God says, okay, you can take his possessions away, okay, but don't touch him physically. So that happens, but Job still doesn't curse and Satan comes back to God and says, that's okay because he still gets health. Uh, let, me, let me take that away and do stuff with that and see what happens. So God says, okay, but you can't kill him. So he takes some stuff and all the rest of it. And even his wife comes and says to him, you need to curse God, Job. Ladies, this is not me, this is the Bible, but Job turns and says, stupid woman. Okay. I'm not going to curse God. And later on he says, though he slay me, yet I'm going to trust him. But here is the deal. Job was walking before God. Satan couldn't do anything until God allowed him to do it over his life. And even within that, God's protection was still on him and still caring for him and still bringing him through to the other side. Because sometimes God allows things to come into life so that he can take us into a newer place and a greater place, revelation. But listen, but when you're walking with God, telling you there's a protection over your life, the third point is, the thing about that is, a lot of the time we can't even see it. A lot of the protection that comes in our life, we can't even see it, to be honest. Listen, just want to encourage you, see that job you didn't get that you were believing for, maybe it was just the protection of God to know and that wasn't a job for you and it was going to harm you and damage you in the future. Maybe that relationship you wanted to end the marriage but didn't end the marriage, maybe it's the protection of God because you knew the damage to your life that it was going to cause later on. Come on. See that car that slowed you down ahead of you and you were annoyed about. Maybe it was God stopping you being involved in an accident further up the road and it was God's protection over your life. Come on, guys, it's a protection on you. We need to remember, remember that house that you didn't get is because the mortgages were going to be through the roof or the new neighbours were going to be a nightmare. See the stuff that you didn't get. That was the protection of God all over your life. And I thank God for his protection over my life. The things that we need an attitude. Thank you, Lord, that that wasn't for me because there's something greater and that would have been damaging to me because most of the protection of our life. And let me just suggest to you that the fact that we're in this place today is unseen evidence of the protection of God over a number of years over our lives. And there's things that we'll never understand and never know. But God has stepped into our life with protection in a way that goes beyond what we could even imagine. band are going to come up because I want to get three minutes. I remember once I was traveling to Glasgow in A77, Joe Carriageway. And I remember I hit some black ice in the morning and I ended up facing down to Kilmarnock when I'm going to Glasgow. In the outside lane with Joe Carriageway. And there was an Arctic truck and there was a bunch of cars coming and all I could see. And I just shut my eyes and held the steering wheel and says, Lord, help me and I just waited for the bang, and I thought I was going to heaven. Uh, and then after what seemed like an hour and a half, it was probably 10 seconds, okay, I opened up my, there wasn't a car or an arctic lorry to be seen. There was only a car on the road, and this was going to Glasgow about 8 o'clock in the morning. It just doesn't happen. And I just said, thank you, Lord, for your protection over my life. Okay, and that's when I knew, it. but there's been many others that God has protected me in my life. Thank God for his protection. Thank God, number four, for his power in our life. Not only protects us, it says, but you reach out your hand and the power of your right hand saves me. The power of your right hand saves me. Thank God for his protection, but thank God for his power. Paul wrote to the Ephesians, that you might know and understand the greatness of God's power for us who believe the mighty power that is raised Christ from the dead is available to us. And then when God sent his Holy Spirit, he said you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Thank God for a power which is out with us that we can do things beyond what we can imagine because God is working through us. Thank God for his promises. Thank God for his presence. Thank God for his protection. Thank God for the power of God that is alive in us through Jesus and the Spirit of God. And thank God for his plans for our life. Plans, God's got good plans for your life. The Lord will work out his plans for my life. We'll to quote Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know the plans of God for you says the Lord. Good enough for disaster to give you a future, to give you hope, to give you something wonderful. And we love that. But that doesn't mean say it's always going to be good. But see, when we commit our plans to him, this is what it says. When you commit your plans to him and your actions, your plans will succeed because you're committed to him and they're his plans, when they agree with your plans. May He give you the desires of your heart, and may He fulfil, and may all your plans succeed. And see, when we commit our lives to Him, all our plans succeed. Now, some gods get plans for your life, and there's some people in here, and you maybe think they've gone a bit askew and a bit awry, and you thought, "That's not the plans." I thought, "Listen, God's just taking you in a wee tour. His plans are still going to be fulfilled in your life." Joseph had great plans and dreams for his life, but then it went a wee bit awry. But then this is what he said and his brother says, you know what, you intended to harm me, but God meant it for good so that I could be used to save other people. And listen, here's the thing, here's the plan that God has for you. It's not just for you, it's for the other lives that you're going to impact in the days ahead. Joseph said, God had a plan, and I thought this plan was great, And God, but something happened. Something seemed to change, but you know what? God st- still fulfilled the plan and the dream that Joseph had. It just had to get around bit and recognize that the plan that God has put in you is not for you. It's to touch press with you. touch your neighbor, touch your schoolmate, touch your college mate, touch the person at the bus stop, touch the person that you go to work with every day. God is putting people in your place, and your plans are going to stay. Still succeed, but your plans are not for you, they're for others. Let's stand, shall we, for a moment. Can we just sing, goodness of God? No. Goodness of God. Okay. Listen. We're going to pray. I know I've been rushed. Listen. Thank God for his promises. I want to tell you, you've got promises in here that are unfulfilled. God's capable, and his character is, he's going to do it. Thank God for his presence. Keep yourself humble. It's our responsibility to honor people but keep ourselves humble. It's not our job to humble others. It's our job to keep ourselves humble and honor others. But keep yourself humble and say, God, you're God, I'm, I'm me. And, Lord, I, I need you. And, Lord, thank you for your presence because you resist and you keep your distance from the proud. But those of a humble heart, you draw close to. When we draw close to you, you draw close to us. Father God, I thank you for your protection over our life. Thank you, Lord, as we go on the streets today. Thank you for your protection over our life. Father, I thank you for your power at work. And Lord, for those who need your power to come into their lives right now, I pray for the power of God just to fill every station. Lord, there's so many cries of hearts in this place today, but I pray that your power will come and bring healing and restoration and salvation and whatever else is required. Let the power that's in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you for your plans for our life. Lord, we may make up plans, but I thank you you've got plans for our life. Lord, you've got plans that are not just for our benefit, for those in our world. And Father, we come out and we surrender our plans to you and say, Lord, take our plans and bring honor and bring glory to your name. Lord, we come and we say, Lord, we're yours. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we're yours. We thank you for your promise. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for your power. And Lord, we thank you for any plans that are not yours. Let them just go from us. And let us tune into your plans for our life. And I pray, Father, that every God-given plan in hearts right now will succeed to the glory and grace of God. Hallelujah. Let's have an attitude of thanking God. And let's just sing about the goodness of God as we close. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. And all my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up till I lay my head, I will say. Of the goodness of God, all my life, all my life You have been faithful. All my life You have been so, so good. With every breath that I. will sing of the goodness of God, I love your voice.